This is a photograph I took in 1977. Oh, is, is that... <laughs> I was a boy. <laughs> I was on summer holiday in Vancouver. Is that Scanna? With my family. It could be. It's I a killer whale. Yeah, 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 it's at Stanley Park, I believe, yeah. in, the, in the aquarium, or one of the aquariums here. My parents had brought us here on vacation. Yeah. And they had bought my brothers and I these little Instamatic cameras. Oh my god, which this I still is amazing. Have. <laughs> <laughs> I still have this little Instamatic camera from when I was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. You can see in the photo, I, I somehow managed to capture this whale in midair. It's completely perfect. It is. And you're how old when you took this? About 10. That'll inspire a kid. <laughs> Two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one. Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Thanks for tuning in to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. Today we get to hang out at the legendary Sai Wu in Vancouver's Chinatown and talk with photographer Rennie Brown. I discovered Rennie's work when his artist in studio images started appearing on the Instagram feeds of so many artists I know and love. These portraits are intimate and evocative, and I just had to meet him. You can see his work online at rennybrown.com and on his Instagram feed. You'll find links to these things and more on our show notes at twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and forward the link to your favorite arty friends. And if you love the show, head to the website where you can buy us our next round. Now let's head to Saiwoo and listen in as Rennie and I talk about the magic of falling in love with an Instamatic camera when he was just a boy, and how his two current series are documenting a fragile moment in the evolution of both Chinatown and the Vancouver art studio scene. Cheers. So here I am in Chinatown with photographer Rennie Brown. Rennie, thanks for coming down and, and seeing me here. Oh, my pleasure. It's an honor. Yay. And you've set us up in a great spot. So tell us, first of all, where we are. We are at the Sai Wu. Uh, it's a 158 East Pender. It's important in Chinatown because it's the only restaurant that's been a restaurant for over 100 years. Uh, a friend of mine, Judy Lam, who does the Chinatown tours here in Chinatown, is a friend of the owner. And um, I'm going to be photographing the owner here oh, oh, as part of one of my projects, which we can talk about. But um, I said, hey, Judy, you know, I'm being interviewed for a podcast. I'm looking for a, you know, a nice, relatively quiet bar to go sit down and have a drink uh, with the producer and do the interview. And she said, well, come on down to the Sai Wu. So Perfect. here we are. And as yeah. you can see, it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. And all kinds of, like, there's a lot of visual interest in this place. So I would think it's oh, going to yeah. be a fun place to yeah. a fun place to shoot. It's terrific. Yeah. So you're doing a project, and this is how I came to know about you. You are doing a project where you are photographing artists in their spaces. Yes. Yeah. And that's one yes. of the two main projects you're doing right yeah, now. Right yeah, right now. Those are my two. Yeah. 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 So tell me first about that one and then I'm dying to hear about the other, but tell me how you got started with the artist studio project. Artist and studio. Yeah. I was actually, I got a bit inspired by another Vancouver photographer. Um, his name's Chris Edmondstone and I follow him on Instagram. I don't actually know him, yeah. <laughs> but I follow him on Instagram and, and I love his work. And he was doing this project where he was, he photographs music events, mostly, that's what he does. Mm -hmm. But he was doing this project, um, it looked like kind of a side project, and he was photographing musicians in their homes, in their living rooms and kitchens and even bathrooms and stuff. And he was doing these really great portraits of them in these settings, and I could tell that he was using lighting and, yeah. and different things, and I, I just loved it. And I thought, you know, I, I want to do something like that. 
I thought, well, you know, what could I do? And I thought, well, maybe not musicians, maybe visual artists, but instead of at home, uh, in their studio spaces. And, and I thought about that because, like many people, I love things like the culture crawl where you get to go around and, you know, see the artist's process and see their paintbrushes and, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is they've got in their space. It's just so interesting. And I thought, well, that would be fun to capture the artist and also, you know, their workspace and their work and their tools and materials and everything. Yeah. So that's how it started, and um, I didn't know if it would fly or not, to be honest. And um, but once I had sort of gone ahead and done a couple, it started to people were interested, and, and it sort of took off. Yeah, and I know for artists, like we're all fascinated with peeking behind the curtain into each other's worlds and seeing yeah. how they work. And and are you finding it's mostly artists who are interested in that project, or is just everybody fascinated by that? behind the curtain the artists are all interested mm -hmm. yeah they they seem to really like it and they have said that to me that you know often when it's open studio kind of events they're in their own space and they don't get to go around yeah but, you know, yeah that's the problem so, with the culture crawl you don't get to see right, anything right. you're posting. Yeah. yeah but other people have responded really well too yeah i mean they find it very interesting and the artists themselves are very interesting to photograph yeah. and, and sometimes the portraits turn out to be really quite interesting captures of them. That's been a lot of fun. They reminded me a little bit of, and I wish I could remember his name, but I won't. There was a photographer who really partnered up with Picasso for the last couple of decades of his life and shot him continually in his studios. Mm. And it's just it's such a voyeuristic thing to look into such an intimate part of somebody's world that I've been fascinated with those for years. And when I saw your work, it made me think of those, but in a really modern, fresh kind of way. And with so many people that we here in the Vancouver art scene know. So it's fun yeah. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind of well, like, what kind of experiences are you having when you're going in? Can you give me an example of? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the best ones, and I, I brought the photo to show you here today <laughs> because it wound up being on the, the cover of a book, which is really exciting. Oh, fun. But there's, uh, I'm sure you know them. There's a, an artist couple, wonderful artist couple here in Vancouver, mm -hmm. Valerie and Ar Arnson. Yes, oh yeah. And they've got a great little gallery and studio was over on Kiefer and Hawks, this yeah. Strathcona area. Yeah. They, uh, I approached them about mm -hmm. uh, doing their their photograph, and they said, "Sure, you know, we'd like to do that. Why don't you come on over?" And we set up a time. And what was great is when when I got there, it was terrific because they explained that you know, Arndt for Arndt's photo, he's been photographed a lot, and he's got this magnificent shop studio space where he makes. Uh, really great furniture out of yeah. recycled wood and airplane yeah. parts and just amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, they said, you know, every time a photographer comes, they do the same kind of shot with Arndt where he's got a metal grinder and there's <laughs> sort of this flow of sparks shooting up from the, yeah. you know, and photographers love that and said, you know, we're, can we just do something different? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, of course we can. Yeah. So they had this fabulous plan where Arndt was going to hang from his hoist over his workbench. And I was like, okay, well, that, you know, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. And um, we so we shot it. We shot it that way. So we shot a portrait of Arndt with a grinder in one hand and a hammer in the other, yeah. hanging from a hoist above his workbench. Oh, how and fun! It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to see it, and we'll put it in the show notes. So all you listeners who are jealous of me right now, looking at this, <gasps> oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> It, that is amazing, and the way that everything's positioned, like 
these lights and those lights are um, operating room lights from Vancouver General Hospital they were sort of oh, surplus no. uh, you know obsolete equipment and aren't bought them and set them up as his work lights so yeah just a, an amazing image yeah and so such nice people and uh, such fun to do so that one really stands out a lot yeah. for me but I want to say that all the artists are just so amazing yeah they are so patient sometimes my process takes two hours because mm -hmm. I might make them do a couple different setups you know I might make them sit on the floor and then we do some standing and then we change this and we change that change the angle and they're so patient mm -hmm. and um, you know I just love that and I love that they they're willing to let me come into what's a very personal space mm -hmm. and let me show it to the world you know yeah. in in the way that I want to usually you know yeah. so they're, they're terrific I mean they've all been just terrific yeah and I think artists in general we love making things and when there's an opportunity to collaborate and make something it, that would just turn their brain on fire and yes. yeah it yes. becomes a very fun play moment so I yeah. can totally see that and how does that contrast to the other project you're working on? So the Chinatown project I'm not a Chinatown expert or historian. Uh, my friend Judy that I mentioned earlier, she she is. She's a Chinatown historian. And so I've learned a lot from her. Mm -hmm. But I think most people who live in Vancouver and know about Chinatown can see that it's to some degree or another disappearing. Yes. Chinatown here in Vancouver is the largest Chinatown in North America except for the one in San Francisco. Uh, and one of the oldest. So it's an important place and uh, what I see happening is that buildings are um, disappearing to some degree mm -hmm. but also people the, the population the, the population that um, is familiar with that history of Chinatown and and what it means uh, they're all in their 80s now many of them who grew up here or have lived here so my thought was uh, that I would like to capture some of this and so I thought well buildings and people and so I've been going around and photographing um, people who have a connection to a place in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. For example, um, I photographed Orville Lim, who's um, part of the Lim Association, and he was uh, instrumental in the restoration of the uh, Lim Association building on Carroll Street. Really historically significant building. Uh, it was the Chinese Empire Reform Party's international headquarters in 1903 and that's why it was built. So I was able to photograph Orville who kind of led that restoration project in front of the building. Yeah. I, I just like the idea of capturing the people mm -hmm. and the buildings together. And so that's what that is. Yeah. Um, to make it you know a little more interesting and fun for me I'm doing it all on a, a 4x5 film camera. Oh wow! <laughs> so this sort of adds a little bit of nostalgia to the process. Oh, fascinating! Um, yeah, so it's it's a speed graphic four x five camera. It's an old sort of news camera from the nineteen forties and fifties. It makes a really large black and white negative. I'm just doing that because it's fun for me to go through the process of of photographing in that way. Right? Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. And I brought a, an enlargement today to show you one of the photographs. You can see the quality. Oh wow! Okay. So I hope one day to, to share them. You yeah. know, maybe I can organize an exhibit and share them. And how big is this collection of photos at this point? And how, where do you see it going? The, the Chinatown series is, is still relatively small. I only have seven. Mm -hmm. um, compared to the artist project, which I have over 75 yeah. in, wow. in the series. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's really only because it's a little more challenging to 
he find the the subjects mm -hmm. and um, arrange arrange things with them. As I was saying, many of the, many of them are elderly. Mm -hmm. um, in Chinese culture, being photographed is is not as maybe normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> a thing for them. The artist one is now seventy five photos. Yeah. And all totally different characters and totally different settings. What do you envision doing with that series? I would like to. I've had two exhibitions so far mm -hmm. with samples from the series, mm -hmm. um, but I would like to perhaps get it into uh, maybe something like a capture festival, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought it through, you know, really well, and I get I get asked that a lot. Yeah. And you know what I say about that is that I'm I'm. I'm interested to share the images with people, of course, mm -hmm. but I love the process. Yeah. I love the process, of, and that's how it really started for me, that project, is I love the process of meeting the people, meeting the artists and getting to know them, and photographing them. And the photograph is, is the result, and I, I, do, I would like people to see those and enjoy them. But if, I, if I'm not able to you know, have a show or an exhibit or something, uh, I'll still get a lot of joy and, mm -hmm. uh, and fun out of, out of doing the photography itself. Yeah, like a painting where the painting is a happy byproduct of the experience and going through the artistic process is the real magic. It so, is, it yeah. is for me, yeah. And, you know, for a long time I had kind of gone away from photography mm -hmm. to a large degree. I mean, I've been a photographer really for 30 years, Yeah. Um, even more, really. But um, I'd kind of gone away from it, thinking that, uh, well, you know, it's it's not so, I don't want to do commercial photography, it's not, and photography's not really art. You know, and I, I still feel a little bit like an imposter sitting here with you today because I don't think of myself as an artist. But I, I'd kind of gone away, you know, really, literally put my camera in a box. Yeah. In the wow. closet. Yeah, no, literally. And just uh, didn't do any for many, many years. Yeah. It was this project that kind of got me fired up again. Um, wow. And I thought, you know, I, I kept sort of thinking about what could I work on. A colleague of mine, who's about my age, and uh, he was a bit like me that he'd done some photography earlier. He picked up a camera and he started taking a photograph every day mm -hmm. of all kinds of stuff. But uh, his name's Clive Cam, and I, I did. A, he's a Vancouver photographer, and I, I did a project with him two years ago. Um, and he's a he's a colleague of mine, a good friend. You know, he inspired me pick up my camera you know to open the box yeah you know and to, and to get back into it yeah. but then I found myself in a little bit of a crisis as to well how can I bring some meaning to this what can I you know I didn't want to just take random photos I, I mean I, I like street photography mm -hmm. I do some of that mm -hmm. and other kinds of photography but I, I wanted to bring some sort of focus to it yeah and so that's that's why the artist project and the Chinatown project being great. Yeah. Because that's really put me in the mode of working towards, you know, capturing a body of work mm -hmm. and uh, putting that together and going. And what I found is that I, I just love the process of doing it. Yeah. To me, it looks like a big, beautiful book that I would cherish and have in the center of my home. Like there's so much oh. depth to those images. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get started in photography? What's your training and background? And well. This is a photograph I took in 1977. Oh, is, is that... <laughs> I was a boy. <laughs> I was on summer holiday in Vancouver. Is that Scanna? With my family. It could be. I it's a killer whale. Yeah, 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 it's at Stanley Park, I believe, yeah. in, the, in the aquarium, or one of the aquariums here. My parents had brought us here on vacation. Yeah. And they had bought my brothers and I these little Instamatic cameras. Oh my god, Which this I is still amazing. have. <laughs> 
I still have this little Instamatic camera from when I was 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. You can see in the photo, I, I somehow managed to capture this whale in midair. It's completely perfect. It is. And you're how old when you took this? About 10. That'll inspire a kid. That's like, okay, mom and dad, I know what I'm going to be. Oh, 10 years old. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Um, and so when I think back, you know, photography has been part of my life yeah. since then. Al yeah. Almost. And I had a camera since then. Yeah. So uh, that's when it kind of all started. I remember these. Can I pick this up? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. look at this. Yeah, it's just I a totally very, remember these. Very Is this the actual one? Yes. Oh. That's the camera they gave me. And wow. I think Kodak they actually gave it to me. Light Instamatic 18. That is a thing of beauty. Yeah, I totally remember that. Fun. I think they actually gave it to me in 1975 because we were going on a, a holiday overseas and they gave my brother and I yeah. each, each one. So that's it. Yeah, that was the start. Wow. <laughs> you know what's funny is my first memory, it's a little off topic, but my first memory is of Scanna at that aquarium. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, there's a viewing, there's a viewing place where there was back then where you'd go underneath and there was a big window and you could see the whales. And I was standing there looking at the whale and watched her come up and come down and the big splash. And then I got soaked, like it came That's over right. the top and it, That's just, right. it yeah. just hit me so much. So it's a big memory moment for me to see this from that perspective. But the photograph is wild. Like <laughs> and do you have stacks of these? Did you keep a lot of what you did back then? I have stacks. Yeah. I oh, do. So I have cool. all these negatives and prints going yeah. back, yeah, many, yeah. many years. Yeah. Right on. And then you studied... Photography and videography. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to um, McEwen in Edmonton because that's where I grew up in that area. So I studied photography and video production, audio production, a little bit of writing, mostly writing for screen and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you'd call it today. I guess communication arts or media mm -hmm. arts or something they would call it today okay. uh, was the program. I love photography and one of my first jobs right out of college was in a, a community college, another community college. And I was sort of a college photographer. Mm -hmm. And so I did tons of photography and it was all film. So there was tons of, you know, darkroom work, developing black and white film and printing it. And, and so I got, I got really developed a level of mastery, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of the process. Really got exposure to all kinds of forms to photographing artwork, photographing people, photographing events, yeah. photographing all kinds of things. So um, that was my sort of real foundation in terms of the learning or the the skills part of it. And then you said you packed up your camera for a while. Mm -hmm. So what made you go down that road? Well, you know, I think I got to be. The kids had come along, you know. I got I got some wonderful daughters. They're they're in their twenties now, oh, wow. but uh, they had come along. I yeah. I just being busy and things. I just decided, well, you know, I don't know. It's it was to change to digital, mm -hmm. which was a big change for mm -hmm. me because everything I learned and knew was film, mm -hmm. and digital wasn't what it is now. It was sort of an emerging thing, and I wasn't you know 100 percent sure yeah. that I even liked it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seems silly now. But anyway, I took my Nikon FM2 and lenses and and I, uh, yeah, I literally put them in a cardboard box and put yeah. them in the closet and they stayed there for 10 or 15 years. Wow. And what were you doing? Where, where, what direction did your life go? Well, I was, I was a family guy, yeah. you know, I was, I was working, uh, I was working, raising my, raising my kids and, and that was the stage of life that I was in at that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, much later. 
my kids, you know, obviously they grew up and they uh, grew up and moved on with their their lives, went to went to university and all that kind of thing. And so now I've got more time, mm-hmm. and um, also you know got interest in in photography again. Mm-hmm. I talked about getting re-inspired. Yeah. Um, so I dug out dug out the camera, the old film camera, and I use it sometimes. Yeah. And of course I've got the digital equipment now. And are you satisfied and happy in playing with digital, or do you still miss the, or you still incorporate a lot of the other? I do a bit of both. And the artist yeah. series that's digital. It is. And the Chinatown series is not. So tell me a little more about the Chinatown series and how that equipment works and why specifically you're using that for that project. I'm using the 4x5 film camera and process for the Chinatown project because I just love the, the process of it. It's, it's fun for me to you know, get 4x5 sheet film and, and load it into the holders and yeah. you know, set up this clunky old camera yeah. <laughs> and uh, sort of go through the process of figuring out how to focus it and do the settings and everything. It's just fun for me. Technically, I just I enjoy that, yeah. enjoy the process. In terms of the final result, it's really not significantly different. You know, mm-hmm. there's photographers around that say, well, film has a certain look that you can't replicate and all that. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Photoshop and the software now is so good and so advanced, you can make a digital image look like just about anything. Yeah. So I don't know that I, if you don't enjoy the film photography process, mm-hmm. you may as well shoot digital because I don't think the end result will look that much different. But I like the process, and it's a very sort of old-timey process for people to see. Like they're they're interested when they walk by, and I'm set up in front of a building down here in Chinatown, mm-hmm. and I've got this old four x five press camera. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, somebody posed in front of the building doing the portrait. Um, it's a different way to do photography, and you know, the other part of the process is not just the film and chemicals and all that kind of thing. It's a different way of shooting too. Because in digital photography, and you know, almost anybody who has a phone even knows yeah. this, you know, you tend to, they call it spray and pray, you, know, you yeah. shoot 50 pictures and hope you get a good one. Yeah. Well, it's not like that with film, mm-hmm. particularly with large format film, because I might only be making four exposures, mm-hmm. perhaps, of yeah. the person. And so I take time to really look carefully at the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in the viewfinder mm-hmm. and um, look very carefully at how the person is standing looking for reflections looking for the angle of their head looking for everything shadows highlights everything is very important because you you know you're making exposures on film and what you get is what you get and yeah. you can't check it on the LCD on the back of the camera because there isn't one right. so you've got to have the exposure right and you've got to have the setup right yeah. and uh, the pose and everything the lighting the whole thing so it's a very much more deliberate process and a much more thoughtful process I would say mm-hmm. yeah that's fascinating I'm tempted to stick around and, and uh, <laughs> watch you set up for your shoot here and is it a lot more equipment yeah, it's it is a little bit more. Yeah, because you need you know for these old film cameras you need a tripod. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need a light meter, mm-hmm. and uh, I use for most of my photography I use some kind of lighting. 
mm-hmm. and that usually means a flash on a stand with some kind of umbrella or modifier. Yeah. And then there's a little wireless trigger thing that you know fires the flash for me, and I do that whether it's the old camera or the or the digital. I use some kind of lighting. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of, a bit of setup and process. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an amazing mix of art and science too. You know, being in the dark room and being tinkering with all of these different physical elements after you've decided on the yeah. on the actual image. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think there'd be a big romance to that. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, film photography is not not for everybody for sure, but yeah. but I really enjoy the process of seeing those film negatives come out of the come out of the soup yeah. <laughs> and see that you've captured it. It's, it's interesting that you've got something tactile, you can hold it in your hand. Yeah. Digital imagery has this sort of, I don't know what the word would be, but it's, it's somehow, it feels in, impermanent. Yeah. Or, you know, it's sort of a non-physical thing. I mean, those pixels are there, mm-hmm. those zeros and ones, that digital information, it's there, it's somewhere on the hard drive or, or whatever, but uh, yeah. a film is something you can hold up and yeah, and it's look tangible. At, yeah. You mentioned Capture Festival. Have you taken mm-hmm. part in that at all? Or? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I have. So my uh, photographer friend, Clive Cam, and I mm-hmm. got to collaborate on a really fun project in 2016. It was a portrait project also. And we shot a series of about 24 portraits of healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. And they were environmental portraits. So they would be in the OR or in their physiotherapy clinic or wherever they were. It was great fun. We did them all in black and white and we did a print series of them and we had them online and we uh, entered it for the Capture Festival uh, Mm -hmm. last year, so the the 2017 Capture Mm -hmm. Photography Festival. So we uh, had an exhibit of them and um, with Capture you set up your own space, you need to provide a a space for it. And um, because we were photographing healthcare employees from Vancouver Coastal Health, we set the exhibit up at the uh, Vancouver General Hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was uh, possible to have it there for two weeks on display. Mm-hmm. So the public could see it and the staff could enjoy the images as well. And how was the response? Oh, terrific. Yeah. Such great feedback. Yeah. Many of the people who were photographed in the project came out for the opening night. And so it was really neat to see them there with their portrait, you know, beside their portrait. Sort yeah. of thing. And they really enjoyed seeing all the other portraits and meeting some of the other people who were photographed. And it was a celebration. Uh, the project was part of a celebration of um, the 15th anniversary of the organization. And so these people had all worked as healthcare professionals for 15 years or more, mm-hmm. some 30 years. So th- it was really, again, really fun to meet the people and get to know them a little bit. I recall one of the subjects that I photographed, a lovely woman who worked in a community healthcare setting, community health center. Uh, one of the things we did for the project is that we offered people makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's a little bit disconcerting to sort of put yourself out in front of the world and yeah. photographer tells you we're going to put these on social media and we're going to... And so we wanted people to be comfortable, and part of that is feeling like you look good, you know, and, and then you feel you feel good, and, and so we offered that. Not everybody used it, but some of them did. And this particular uh, lady that I'm thinking of, she was absolutely thrilled. It was the second time in her life that she'd been done up like that with makeup and hair, yeah. and she told me, I, the only other time I can remember this is when I got married. Oh, <laughs> and how, how old or woman would she have been about? 
Oh, she's she was probably around my age, maybe around fifty or something. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a total treat for her. Yeah. I imagine that would just bring this whole different energy to the moment for them. Like they would shine. Yes. Feeling like yes. there's attention being paid to them, and. No, she felt you could tell. She felt yeah. good. She felt great. She felt pretty. Yeah. And she was happy to be photographed. And that really came through. It was an amazing capture of her really nice image that she was thrilled with. She was thrilled with the photo. And what was your motivation for delving into that particular story? You know, I, I have a um, sort of a job to pay the rent, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that job is, is uh, at Vancouver Coastal Health in their communications department. Oh, okay. And it's a wonderful job, really great people, mm-hmm. and I love it there. We were celebrating the 15th anniversary of the organization, mm-hmm. and we wanted to make that about the people mm-hmm. and not about the organization itself, you know. Um, and so the way we thought we could do that is to uh, approach people who'd worked there for that entire time yeah. and say, uh, hey, you know, we'd like to recognize you. Yeah. And the way we want to do that is we want to get a really great portrait of you in your space, mm-hmm. you know, in your work environment and share that with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how nice for that profession is just full of people who are giving all the time and the spotlight is on it. everybody else. How nice to see them being presented and and uh, have the light shone back on them a little bit and Absolutely. it seems like a thank you in a way you know yeah, yes yeah. yeah exactly the idea and uh, very enjoyable for me too as a as a photographer so you seem to pick these projects that are very uh, not really niched but very much a story you know mm-hmm. like you're telling a story with your work do you have other stories percolating that you want to approach after these two projects or are you completely in the moment focused on what you're doing? I'm pretty focused on these ones right now. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm quite quite busy with them, working, you know, working away at them. Um, I do have some things in mind. I'm really intrigued, as you know, with, with these projects, person and place. Mm-hmm. And the environmental portrait is one of my favorite forms. I'm intrigued with uh, Indigenous people mm-hmm. and their attachment to place. Mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by that because I've been lucky to be a part of some of the um, Indigenous cultural teaching that you can access through my through my job, mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot about the history and the culture. And they have a really significant attachment to the land. Mm-hmm. The land is their thing, and that's place. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm intrigued at the, the thought of photographing Indigenous people in their spaces, mm-hmm. in, in the, you know, with the land. I, d- I don't, haven't thought it through beyond that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I sure like that idea. And there's tons of opportunity uh, to travel around and do that. And mm-hmm. So that's something I might uh, move on to yeah. if I feel like these projects have reached a point where they're you know, complete, let's say. Um, I might move on to something like that. And I've got, I've got a few other ideas, but that's one. That's yeah. one example. And another important story to tell, capturing a moment in time in a culture. And, Absolutely. And yeah, so you've got Absolutely. a great eye for story as well as an eye for what you're looking at. It's fun to watch. So, Rennie, you've been showing your work. You've done some exhibitions. Tell me a little bit about that experience and what it's been like for you. Well, I've been really fortunate with the Artist and Studio project because I was beginning to photograph artists, and the place I started out was at the uh, Arts Factory, which is on Industrial Avenue. It's a collective. There's about 20 artists in there, I think. And uh, I'd photographed uh, about 14 of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was having a great time doing that. And they would always ask me, you know, what my plans were for the photos and that kind of thing. And they said, you know, how would you like to include your portraits in our 
spring art show that we do. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, yeah, <laughs> of course it'd be terrific. <laughs> and so their idea was that they have this sort of long, narrow gallery space. They would put a you know piece of the artist's work and then the portrait of the artist alongside it all down the down the gallery and so we did that mm-hmm. and the response was phenomenal because people loved seeing the you know the artist is usually there especially on opening night but not always mm-hmm. but they just loved seeing the artist and the work together yes yeah and they invited a couple of uh, guest artists two or three from um based out of uh, parker parker street mm-hmm. studios they put out a call and so they were part of it too and i had photographed them as well yeah so we had um I forget how many there was, maybe 15 or maybe a few more portraits along with the uh, artwork. And it it was terrific. It was great fun. I was at that show and it was so cool. And I love that the Arts Factory did that. They reached out and they they brought you in. They brought, I think, Natalie Reynolds was there. I can't remember who else was. Michael uh, Brown. Michael Brown. And uh, Bridget Catchpole. Yeah. And it just, I thought that that really spoke to this collaborative environment that is happening in the Vancouver arts scene right now mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing how quick people are to say oh you know you're doing this let's include this person let's pull this out let's let's put out a call that's and it's I see it's the artists doing it yes themselves and yeah. uh, it's beautiful to see and I loved seeing your work there in particular oh and, thank you uh, yeah, yeah. They had, uh, your work was there, and in that space too, they had uh, spoken word artist Julia Pileggi did, oh, did yeah, some Julia, pieces yeah, there. Yeah. And, oh, I, I just, just photographed Julia the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so talented. Oh, my gosh. She is so talented. I had her on the show a few weeks ago. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of fun. Well, it's a great environment. It's, it's a great collaboration, and it's really fun to get that peek into artists' lives, and I think you're doing an amazing job of it. Like, for the people I know, I really see them in those photographs and uh, I, I think I know most of the people I'm seeing go by yeah, that you're shooting yeah. and for the ones I don't I'm completely intrigued so I can see how a viewer given a chance to look at all of those at once would just be taken to another world yeah. full of artists. And it might be a little overwhelming <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> It's good for the brave and the curious. (laughs) The other exhibit opportunity that I had, which was absolutely amazing, was I was I started to photograph some of the artists at uh, Parker Parker Mm -hmm. Street, one thousand Parker Street, and there's many in there, as you know. Yes. And um, some of the artists I photographed were part of the council, Mm -hmm. and uh, that organizes the Parker Art Salon each spring. And kind of a similar thing happened. They said, you know, wouldn't it be neat if we could include these portraits? Well. We did that, and it turned out, I mean, there's 65 artists in the salon, so I couldn't photograph them all. Obviously, it would, mm-hmm. it would take me forever to get through them. Right. But uh, I think I photographed about 30 artists in Parker Street mm-hmm. uh, by the time the salon came along. And uh, it wound up that we had, I think, 21 or 22 of my portraits on exhibit as part of the salon, which was May 25th, 26th, 27th. And that was fabulous. I felt just thrilled and honored. Uh, because I'm not a Parker Street artist, you know, yeah. and I had the biggest exhibit yeah. of, of any of the exhibits in there. Yeah. You know, as you came into the salon, down both sides was, you know, my, my portraits, yeah. and uh, it was almost unbelievable. But it was a great, a great experience. The, the artists there that I was working with, and in particular, the uh, members of the Art Salon Council, you know who you are, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolutely lovely. And they convinced me that, look, what you're doing here is art. Yes. It's your art. Yeah. And so, 
you know, get in here with us, yeah. get your art on the wall, yeah. and let's show it off. Yeah. It was, it was um, transformative yeah. for me, really. And it is unquestionably art. It's amazing. And what I love too is, in my experience with purchasers, which you know is an important part of yeah. the whole art equation, yeah. uh, they buy things they love, but first they buy the artist. And it's not always easy for an artist to really put themselves out there. We're used to being in a studio, we're used to focusing in a very, you know, uh, the portraits you're doing, I think, are going to be a huge vehicle to help end owners of artwork really understand and appreciate and get interested in an artist's story. And I think it'll be an amazing bridge between the creators of artwork and the people who end up supporting it, buying it, and keeping those artists thriving and in studios and everybody, you know, being in a good sort of exchange economy, it's a really critical piece to be able to have them meet, see, fall in love with an artist. And I think those portraits are a huge piece of that. So, uh, I mean, that would be so wonderful yeah. if that happened. I mean, no one deserves it more yeah. than these artists that I photograph. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're, if my photographs can help them with that piece of their art life, I'll feel like I've, I've done them a service. Yeah, right on. <laughs> and, and in the meantime, I've, I've been able to get some really fabulous subject matter for my, yeah. for my art and my project. So, Rennie, after you leave here today, you said you are going to shoot a photograph. Tell us what that's about. We want a little peek into your artist life. Yeah, this one, this shoot today is in Chinatown, and it's interesting because uh, it crosses the boundaries of both my projects, the, oh, the Chinatown fun. project and the artist project. Yeah. So I'm photographing an artist named Catherine Sousi, and she's a textile, wonderful textile artist. But her studio space, which is amazing, is in 531 Carroll Street, which is a historic association building here in Chinatown. Yeah. And so our plan is uh, we're going to set up inside with all her amazing she's got all these uh, sewing machines and you know fabrics up on the wall and all this color and it's just amazing inside yeah. we're going to do a studio shot for my artist in studio project mm -hmm. and then we're going to go out into shanghai alley mm -hmm. and set up the old timey uh, 4x5 camera and shoot a portrait of her with the building for my Chinatown series. Oh, yay. Yes. Two worlds collide. Two worlds collide, yeah. It's, <laughs> right no, it's really fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And in a neighborhood like this, it's full of artists, it's full of history, and it's great to see it being captured in this moment. Because you're right, things are changing. My studio was a block away from here until about a year and a half ago, and the building was sold, and all of a sudden the artists, uh, you know, I was in there, had this great space, two stories, had a little sleeping loft above and, and tons of space, super cheap. But like so many other buildings in this neighborhood, they get swallowed up. It was bought and all of the artists scattered. Walking up to meet you here today, I spotted one of my studio mates in the next like yeah. two doors over, Simon yeah. LaPlante with all his crazy Lego yeah. mannequins, which I love. Yeah, it is. It's a changing world. And if there, you know, if there is a way to kind of freeze frame a moment of it and hang on to it. It's, uh... One of the artists I photographed um, said to me, you know, your project in 50 years might be a really significant historical look at artists in Vancouver because we're losing all these spaces, collective spaces and art spaces, we're losing them because of the high cost. Yeah. 
And so your photographic spaces aren't going to be there. Yeah, you know, that is so yeah. true. Yeah, so yeah. true. There's so much pressure on, on the whole area, and it's such right now. It's an amazing, vibrant culture, but it is going to be. And a noisy place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can be. Yeah. yeah, but you're right. It's. I mean, hopefully, it goes in all kinds of beautiful directions from here. But just as a safety, it's good to have those photos. <laughs> well, and on a you know on a positive note uh, about that, I recently photographed a couple of artists in a newer collective. Yeah. It's at two six eight Kiefer Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, I don't know the name of the collective, but they've put in some brand new artist spaces and they're subsidized. Yeah. Okay. So they're reasonable cost and yeah. they're very nice spaces. And there's about thirty studios in there. Yeah. So that's at two six eight Kiefer, and uh, really glad to see that kind of thing happening. Yeah. So there's a mixture of use in the building. There's some SROs up top and that kind of thing, um, affordable housing. But they they have thirty artist studios. Yeah. So really yeah. Nice. And are you participating in the Eastside Culture Crawl at all? Do you take part in that? No, I, I haven't. Um, I have had a couple of artists um, offer me space in their space if mm-hmm. I wanted to share and, and yeah. maybe exhibit some work that way. So yeah. that, that could be a possibility. I, I might be interested in that, yeah. but I haven't today. Yeah, there's probably about 75 artists out there who will have one of your pieces in their studio. <laughs> yeah, so. there's a few of them now. Yeah. Yeah. You could make like a treasure map of the crawl. That's and, right. uh, yeah. Take a selfie with each of these pictures. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so for people who want to see your work online and see what you're doing or read about what you're doing, where would they go? Well, they can go to rennybrown.com. Mm-hmm. R-E-N-N-I-E. B-R-O-W-N.com mm-hmm. um, or at Rennie Brown on Instagram yeah. and Facebook or they can reach out and be happy to chat with them if, uh, if they're an artist or if they have an attachment to a place in Chinatown and they're interested in that I'd, I'd love to speak with them they can contact me through my site right oh that's great perfect <laughs> so if you're listening out there <laughs> right on well Rennie the show is called Two Artists Walk Into a Bar I don't know if you have a punchline for me or a joke or a funny story from your creative life you can share with us? I do have a joke. I have to say I'm a much better photographer than comedian, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a shot. My kids would probably say, oh, dad, that's such a dad joke. Uh-huh. But um, two artists walk into a bar mm-hmm. and they immediately turned around and walked out again because they found the bar just a little too sketchy. <laughs> I love it. But I'm true. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, Rennie, thank you so much for coming down and meeting me today. It's been fun chatting with you. Cheers. It's been an honor. Yay. Right on. You've been listening to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. For full show notes and all the links, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you liked the episode, remember to subscribe, sign up for updates, and leave us a review. And if you loved the episode, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com and buy us our next round. Cheers.